What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 174th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink, coming to you live from the comfort of his own couch. What's up, dude? Well, this, you on your couch? This What's is going the on uh, this is the most comfortable I've ever been for a podcast. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> I, I'm usually in like an office chair at, at a desk, not reclined back on the couch. And th- yeah, this is nice, but it's unfortunate to say the least. Had knee surgery this week, so I am uh, sitting here with my knee propped up and just kind of relaxing. So. Uh, yeah, lots lots of fun around here. What happened to your knee? Well, uh, I, I think I may have mentioned it not too long ago. Um, had to have it drained, you know, a little bit before the wedding. And then whenever we landed in Maui, I had to go get it drained there. Also is a bur- busted bursa issue. And I keep having uh, issues with it. And it got to the point it flared up again. And it was just being a total nightmare. Like I couldn't move it, and just because it was so swollen and flared up, and so I just had to go have surgery. Had, they cut it open and took a bunch of the old tissue and stuff out. So hopefully, once this heals, I will be good to go. And uh, yeah, back back to my normal self. Hopefully. Oh well, good. At least they caught it uh, when they did. Yeah, most of the time those things can get real bad real quick. It's it's pretty painful. That night before the surgery, man, I did not sleep. It was painful. No bet. I am lucky that I think my joints are made out of rubber. I don't know how many times I've rolled my ankle and nothing happened, or same with my knees. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I'm pretty resilient for the most part, but this is actually. I actually injured this six years ago in an ice skating incident, so I'm just now having serious trouble with it. So that was uh, that's pretty good. Wait until I'm my actually, 30s. I'm I'm actually remembering this now. Ice skating incident. I remember pestering you about that before. Yes. Yep. I remember being like, was it hockey or unfortunately just stupidity. <laughs> But yeah, uh, well, yeah, it happens to the best. Of us. It does. It does. So, um, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who has checked out our other podcast and been following along with us uh, as we cover the Mandalorian. 
uh, which has been fabulous so far. If you're not already watching it, you absolutely should be. But we would just so like good. to give you guys a reminder to go check out our other show, Chosen Ones. Look it up on whatever podcatcher you use. I've been having issues getting it into the Google Podcast Store. Um, so there may be a store or two that we're kind of having trouble with, but we're trying to get it all figured out and such. Um, if you search The Mandalorian, it doesn't come up in Apple Podcasts. I'm not sure why it's some sort of SEO issue, but uh, if you search for Chosen Ones or The Shattered Order, either one of those, it will pop up and you can subscribe, check it out, leave us a review, all that good sort of stuff. We would love you guys for doing that. Um, but Because the more you do the more likely it will be to show up in these things. So yes, that is true. We appreciate all your help with that. Love to get more listeners to the show. Indeed. Even outside of this game, going outside into the uh, the bigger Star Wars universe, so that'll be fun. But yeah. we're really enjoying that show. Not not just the show, but recording the show and talking about it. It's, you know that me and Wink can talk forever. So Oh, that's 100% true. It was not going to happen on this show because this would that would make this podcast, you know, three hours instead of two and a half or, you know, whatever we're doing over here. Yep. Well, and and we're not only doing The Mandalorian, um, I'm going to get started uh, watching The Clone Wars here very soon. I mean, I'm I'm stuck on my couch until Thursday. So basically another week of just sitting here. I can probably find some time to start The Clone Wars and oh, I yeah. am going to do a review show or two about that as well. So that'll be fun. I can't wait, dude. I can't not wait to hear you hear your thoughts on that show because I still it's still some of my favorite Star Wars. Like yeah. Mandalorian is get is definitely filling up that slot where Clone Wars used to be for me when it was new or newer to me. So you're gonna love it. Getting to see Mandalorian and discover clone wars at the same time that's going to be like a whole new star wars world for you it'll be great yeah that's that that is true good stuff Lots so many stuff. more references that i use that you'll be like oh i know what that means now yeah <laughs> yeah probably so drew's talking about look up the correct list you had mentioned uh yep. you were talking about doing it in chronological order right yes um i've already got it um I believe it was uh, Wolverine on podcast that had sent me the thing. Um, Wolverines, who sent me uh, a list uh, that kind of detailed it all out, and I think I'm going to use I'm going to use that breakdown of it um, to go through and watch all of it. So uh, use. Nice. Whatever order that was, uh, I looked at it briefly, kind of started getting an idea of what I'm going to do, but um, I got to figure out how I'm going to review those. Maybe a couple episodes a piece or something. But I'm pretty excited because everybody says it's much better if you go back and watch them in that order rather than the way they actually came out. Just it was almost like they made the show and then realized that they didn't cover everything they should have in the beginning. Is the impression that I get? So they jump around a good chunk. It's kind of. They don't explain it very well either. Yeah. Or what time period you're in for some of those mismatched episodes. So it'll be better. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I am excited. The I got something else here pulled up that you sent me. Okay. Uh, it's a picture. Oh, a picture. I wonder there what that is. could be. Yes. 
is now on my screen, but uh, what is it? What, what did you send me here? Well, I sent you a picture of a wedding cake. And that was, of course, the groom's cake at my wedding. I managed to get the sultry female to write off on having that at the wedding. It was pretty awesome. Uh, turned out great. The girl who did it just did a fabulous job. And, of course, it tasted amazing. So, Dude, that thing looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's very dapper. Yep. The dapper R2-D2 there. Yeah. Yeah. Pre- pretty, pretty stinking cool. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Oh man, uh, so much <laughs> excitement and stuff. Um, so I was pushing kind of hard, you know, try to make sure I was finishing decent in arena. That way I'd be stocked up for these double drops because mm-hmm. these double drops, um, I wanted to get as much use as I could out of them, and I did. I farmed up a bunch of uh, Chirotex. I farmed up a bunch of Gear 12 pieces. I farmed up a bunch of Relics. I farmed up so much stuff. It was great. I was able to take Ahsoka to Relic 4. She needed a Gear 12 Plus and her finisher. I gave those to her. took her to Relic 4. I took Shock T all the way up to Gear 12. And I hadn't put any Kairos on her So, I mean, I spent 150 of each Cairo to get her Mm -hmm. to gear 12. Remember, it took me three weeks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's brutal. Um, And I I, I didn't really want to take Shock T up, but given the light side uh, GOTB that's starting up, I decided to go ahead and bite the bullet. And I'll talk about that here in a second on why. But I am 62 out of 80 on Arc Trooper. I am doing five refreshes a day, the three 100s and two 200s on him because uh, I desperately need to get him added to my roster. And then Negotiator, I am 50 out of 100. I am so close, so very close to being done with Negotiator, <laughs> which, of course, we're going to talk about here shortly. Um, but before we get to that, the reason I wanted to take Shakti to Gear 12 was because of my Galactic Republic Jedi. So there is a uh, mission where the requirements are that you have five Galactic Republic Jedi at, I believe, 22,000 Galactic Power. And I only had three. I had Grandmaster Yoda, General Kenobi, Jedi Knight Anakin... And so this was another reason why I decided to go ahead and take Ahsoka up because that would have been my fourth one. And then Shock T was the next one who could have got there. So I was like, I'll go ahead and bite the bullet on there because she's going to be required once I get Arc Trooper finished to get uh, Kaya Mundi shards. So I'm probably going to go ahead and put the Zeta on Shock T, which she needs to hit that mark. She's only at 20,500 now. So I will be able to attempt that Galactic Republic Jedi mission, which I'm excited about. And I think I'll be going with a Grandmaster Yoda lead because I have the Zeta on that lead. I think that's finally going to make that Zeta useful because I really haven't done anything with it. Yeah, it's kind of funny. The That Zeta now might become useful again. After yep. sitting around for so long, it might actually come back. I mean, a lot of them actually, like um, Kaigon Jin's Zeta leadership that's been sitting in cryo freeze for, or carbonite for however yeah. long. 
You got him. You got Yoda's. You got Basilisk Sean's. Wait, she's not Galactic Republic. So, but she is Jedi, which a lot of them just say Jedi on it. So, we'll see. We will see. Yes, we will. Um, so the other thing I like about Negotiator is we're going to kind of get into the details of this here in a second, but um, you know, Negotiator is going to be required as a special uh, fleet mission for currency. So, uh. I'm kind of glad I went in on that because that's going to allow me to get a little bit more currency. That's really, I'm really glad I went that route and that I didn't like go ahead and go with Negotiator and then split off and start going with Malevolence. Staying mm-hmm. on Negotiator, it's going to be a lot more beneficial. It's going to delay Malevolence, but that's not really going to affect me too much. Uh, based well, with on these seven star doing. requirements for Lightside Geo, you'll even, the fact is, you'll get to use them at all in. In territory That's, battles, because if you had stopped exactly. at six star, you still wouldn't get to use them for half of it. So yeah. you need that seven star anyway. Yep, yeah. that is true. So uh, what about you? What did you do this week? All right, so I am still doing that whole thing where I'm trying to get ready for grand, or, uh, General, Gen- Good Lord. General Anakin Skywalker's event to come back. So I just uh, Relic 4, Gear 13, Padme. So now she's uh, she's Heck ready yeah. to go. I am a finisher away from getting Shakti to Relic 4 Gear 13. Uh, so right when she gets to Gear 13, I can Relic 4 her as well. And then I'm like one or two pieces away on the B1 Battle Droid and then four pieces on Ahsoka. And those two are going to be the ones I do after, after Shakti. And once those four are done, I think I have... Pretty much everyone I need uh, relic for that event because I also I Heck already yeah. did I already did a I already did a Saj and I already did B two battle droid super battle droid so should be good. Uh, one more I might go after after all of this is uh, General Kenobi. I don't have him at gear thirteen yet, so that might be another one I go to to make it a little bit easier. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Plus, it'll be good for the T- the GOTB, so it might be mm-hmm. worth it anyway. So he might be the third one I do after those other two. But I'm still relicking up all these characters that I need for all these things. So, so that's y- what I've been doing. And I got you, a few other things. <laughs> you mentioned preparing for that event, um, <clears throat> which uh, one of the characters you had listed was Ahsoka. Um mm-hmm. I've been really impressed because I use, uh, you know, like I said, I use Negotiator as my fleet. And I have been holding so much better in Arena since taking Ahsoka from Gear 12 to Relic 4. And that ship hits like a freaking truck. It is fabulous. I underestimated how good of an attacker that ship is. Yeah. Which one? (laughs) I just lost Uh, my train of thought. Ahsoka's ship. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've always liked it just because of the dispel. Like, I like to use the TIE Reaper yeah. a lot because of that dispel. Mm-hmm. And you don't, you know, you have another ship that fits in with the negotiator that has that dispel on it when you bring her in. So it's a perfect thing, especially when you're going to. That's one of the best un, unthought about things that with some of these people we're gearing up for the TBs is that. Surprisingly, they have ships that no one was using before, but now they are good. Like, for example, the two clones. So you've got yes. Rex's ship, 
You've got Clone Sergeant's ship if you get him up. You've got five ship, obviously, has always been good, but it's even better when he's relict. So there's a lot of ships like that right now that are being accidentally increased and become people are finding use for them because they have them in a place where, hey, I can test this under yep. some of these other ships. So it's working out pretty well. I agree. Now, my biggest thing this week and my most exciting thing this Ooh. week yeah, very is that exciting. I now have Malevolence unlocked at five star. I am 30 out of 85 for the fifth or for the sixth star. I should be able to get that in the next day or so. Okay. I've been using refreshes on the store, but not. I'm only going the 50s. Actually, to unlock it, I went over the 50 to the 100s on the refreshes. Just to get to the unlock, I'm not too worried about the six star getting it so fast, but I wanted to unlock it and actually get to play with it. So I have been playing with it a lot, and that ship is super fun. Uh, how much currency do you have? Like, uh, wh- where will you be able to get Malevolence to? Because, like I said, I'm at 50 out of 100 on Negotiator, but I have spent a few here and there on a couple pieces of gear. So, so where will you be at? You know? I literally, I have no idea how how you've done it. But if I if all things were equal between me and you, which they should be because we're both in the same guild, Correct. I would be the same place. Right now I'm at 30 out of 85 with 21,000 guild event 2 currency. So let me get, let me pull out the old calculator here. Okay. All right, so the 4,050 divided into 15 shards is 270. That's right, it's 270. So I have 21.1K divided by 270. That should get me another 78 shards. So I need, I need, right now I need... 55 so that'll get me about 25 out of 100 so i've spent a little bit more on kairos than you i guess but yeah similar situation very nice yeah so i've been playing with that a lot uh i would talk more about it but we're gonna talk about it here in a second um solo of phase three for the sith raid i actually went in and i for fun because i was actually around during the sith raid uh last week I was awake. Oh, yeah. I actually soloed uh, phase three of the Sith Raid, and that was actually pretty ooh. fun. I know that's not a big deal, obviously. Well, a lot of no, people do is. that all the time. Yeah. But I was able to finally do it, got everything set up, and do it. So that was a lot of fun. How I were love the rewards? Raids. Uh, they were better. I didn't get any full pieces, so that kind of that yeah. made me sad. But it Usually was way better not. than outside of the 10th, so... Well, that's good. good. I got. I think I ended up in ninth place because I didn't hit phase four. I kind of phoned it in you. after one, two, and three. <laughs> Have you seen what? the um, the uh, General Anakin Skywalker uh, runs? Oh yeah! Holy smokes! Well, almost a full solo on the Sith raid. That's yes. absolutely insane. Someone got like ninety-seven million or something. Started, I think it was at the end of P one. Uh, just freaking crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah, I 
can't wait to get him to play around with him in some of those raids because uh, it looks absolutely fantastic. So, uh, last part, I wanted to do a shout out real fast for something on my alt account. I've been uh, I've been working on the fulcrum quest on my alt account, and I just barely beat the the step one by accident of the fulcrum quest, <laughs> even though I had it open. So then I got to step two. So that step two was to get Cassie and Andor to gear 12 to Ooh. yeah, win Ooh. five territory war matches with Cassie and Andor. And then the one that I thought was going to take forever. And I almost quit on this, but that is that you have to win or Cassie and Andor has to get the final blow on 200 opponents. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's what I thought. Shout out to Smurf Herder from Future of the Order for telling me about this. But it's and once he told me about it, it was like mind blown. I should have thought of this. It's the smartest thing I've ever heard, except for the part that I didn't even know you could do. So he said, just go into light side battles like stage one, Mm -hmm. find one with a lot of people and just send them in by himself. And my thought was, well... The yep. ally is going to kill everything. I, you probably knew this. I had no idea. You can click on the ally and make them disappear. I thought you had to enter the battle with them. I had no idea. I thought you had to as well. Really? Yeah. If you click on it, it says, you're getting rid of your ally. Do you want to do this? Yes. So I just sent Cassian in by himself on huh. uh, like 2G or something, which had 10 opponents. And I did it in 20 battles. Took some energy, but I mean it's quicker wow. than anything else. So, I used to do something similar with the uh, whenever I was beating the one where Grandmaster Yoda has to kill so many Sith or something. There was, um, you know, there's a battle that you could go in, and it's basically everything that you need. Go through, do it like 10, 12 times, and you're good to go. Um, that's something to consider. I mean, all of these challenges, just about, they all have some sort of trick like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just go in, find an easy battle where there's a lot of those type of enemies and just go to town. Um, I need to do that for the Dooku mission because I have a similar quest. It's the one where Dooku needs to kill um, a thousand Galactic Republic enemies. So um, I may find find one with some Galactic Republic Republic enemies and go to town. I I might do that here pretty soon. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um. Uh, yeah. But before we move to the next thing, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention that I totally forgot about Rex. I am, I am five gold pieces away, which means tomorrow, without question, my Rex will be gear 13 and I will take him immediately to Relic 4. So that is kind of exciting. That would be all three clones, right? That would be five in her first, I mean. Yes, that would be all five of them first, other than, obviously, Ark and Gas, and uh, they will be done as soon as I get them finished. Um, so, I have a question. All right, hit me. Good night, punk, my man. What do you do, like, on Monday or Tuesday afternoons? Sleep? Well... <laughs> I don't do anything this next week on afternoons and this next mm-hmm. week we have a light side territory battle starting. I think I might do a live stream or two. Nice. Some of these new battles. 
So that'd be cool. If you would like to join, maybe we could coordinate something. But um, if you're listening to this, make sure you check out our Discord channel because I may be doing those, testing out some of those battles and, uh, you know, hopefully finding a solution or two to see how difficult these is, these are and maybe analyze if it's worth a lot. I mean, I know it's already going to be started, but, you know. How many help. resources to put into them? Yeah, and you can see... How difficult it is for me with like the characters that I have and where they're at and that sort of stuff. So I like it. Plus, it's just fun. Strong with us. This update is Young Padawans. Uh, so. Uh, so as we have already spoken about, Malevolence dropped this yes. week, and I have it, and the hit, hit kit is out, obviously, because the ship's out. So let's talk about the kit first so people have an idea what the sh- what's going on with the ship what do you say i think we should definitely talk about that kit because it is pretty gnarly dude i i oh man when i saw it i'm like all right i got to unlock this as fast as possible this looks like way too much fun to miss out on for too long so that's what i did but it did drop, and here we here it is. So Malevolence is a Separatist capital ship that powers up both Separatists and droids and has the means to shut down entire enemy fleets. Woo. And it's not lying when it says that. That is 100% true. All right, so Malevolence abilities. Number one, fire. Don't use this often, but if I have to, it actually adds a lot of uh, utility to the this ship. This is the best basic from a capital ship in mind. I was about to say, yeah, because if you're like, all right, I don't want... I want to focus that ship down. I'm not worried about calling in a vulture droid. I want to stun them so they can't... So I want to stun HT so it can't taunt first turn so I can go after a glass cannon and kill it first. This is the perfect opening move for that. But it's called fire. Deal physical damage to target enemy and stun them for one turn. So basic ability, stuns. Enemy ship. Love it. Yeah. It's 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 a great move. Yeah, and the thing yeah. about it, I mean, having a stun, because, I mean, there's oftentimes in a lot of these battles, it kind of comes down to which capital ship's going to go first, and that can really determine how things go. The fact that you always have a choice to stun somebody with the malevolence it makes it a really good offensive ship. It's kind of that that ability, I think, in itself is kind of worthless for defense. But Mm -hmm. offensively, it gives you a lot of options to kind of slow down your opponent. Absolutely. The other move that more likely is going to be your opening move with the capital ship, Charging Malevolence. Three-turn cooldown. Dispel all debuffs on target ally and grant them one stack of overcharge for two turns. Grant all allies 20% turn meter, then call target ally to assist. Overcharge. This is what overcharge, what the buff it gives you, is 20% offense and defense per stack. Maximum of five stacks and can't be copied. Maximum five stacks. So you can get 500% or 500. 100% offense and 100% defense if you get to the full stacks. And... Ships like the Vulture Droid with five stacks of this overcharge are nasty, especially when you start getting... There's another ability we'll talk about here in a second where anyone with overcharge assists uh, 
an, if you attack an enemy with a buzz droid on it. So if you've got a bunch of stacks of overdrive, you've got buzz droids out there and you're attacking, they're all going to attack too and pretty much demolish whatever you're shooting at. I do have one question about this ability. It does say can't be copied, but it doesn't say anything about being able to be dispelled. Um, kind of interesting that there's a stacking buff that it does... I, in the gift that I am seeing, I don't see anything about it being like one of the blue dispellables or a yep. green it's lock It's a dispellable. Buff. Okay, it is dispellable. Yeah, it's, a little, so. it's a regular green uh, buff that has a stack number on it, and it can be dispelled. Okay, so that is certainly something you want to take into consideration. You're not going to want to put that on like a tank that's taunting, probably, even though that defense would be nice. You're going to want to put that on someone who's less likely to get targeted. Yes, absolutely. I think I usually... So most of the time, Geo Soldier gets attacked first on my team, since my capital ship isn't seven stars. It's still slower than everyone else's. Geo Soldier, huh? So I usually put it on Geo Soldier. I'll tell you why when we get to okay. the uh, the way we're using our ships. But yeah, that's the one that I usually put it on because he usually gets attacked first. He usually has debuffs, and putting that overcharge on him definitely helps him out. So that's the first special. Second special: all cannons fire, deal physical damage to all enemies, and inflict offense down for two turns. This attack deals ten percent more damage. For each ally with overcharge. So up to 50% more uh, damage uh, if everyone has... If you have five ships out and they all have overcharge. So, so the one ability incentivizes you stacking it. And this one kind of incentivizes you spreading it around a little bit. Yep, absolutely. This is why I was saying that that for other specials, usually the one I do first because it... If you use all, can all cannons fire first, nobody has overcharge. So you're going to get the offense down, but you're not going to get the extra damage. So I usually wait on that one. Understandable. Yep. Nice. Uh, and the ultimate ability. Fire. This is the one that when I read it, I'm like, okay, I'm sold. Definitely buying this ship. I, mean, and I was already in on this, it before this, but... the uh, The graphics or whatever you the call animation. it. The animation. The animation is awesome. I love it. Dude, it is super cool. So it's like cool. a Death Star firing. It's super cool. <laughs> Just wait till you see it firing in the Clone Wars. You'll love it. There's Ooh, a lot of it. I'll see uh, it soon. Yes. Fire the ion cannon. Stun the enemy capital ship for one turn. I could probably stop there and it would still be a super effective ultimate. Yeah, because there's nothing that stuns the opponent's capital ship in this game until now. Now you can stun. I mean, Thrawn could up the cooldowns on the enemy capital ship, but they'd still Correct. take a turn. This keeps them from even taking a turn. So you yes. stun the enemy capital ship for one turn. Now, the second part that makes any battle where you get this off much easier and probably a surefire win Dispel all buffs from all enemies and remove all protection and turn meter from them, including the capital ship. So not only do Oof. you stun them, you take them down to no turn meter. Affected enemies can't recover protection or gain bonus protection for the rest of the battle. So every ship that's out there when this goes off can never get protection again, including yep. Houndstooth. Yep, that's <laughs> rough. So these effects can't be dispelled, evaded, or resisted. 
So there's no getting out of this. It is going to happen, and you're going to have to like it. It is a five-turn cooldown, and it. I don't think there's any way for this ship to decrease the cooldown of its ultimate. A lot of other capital ships do have that. This one doesn't, but it's a five-turn cooldown. So it's kind of going to depend on how all of that lines out. But uh, Malevolence does gain turn meter, which yes, we'll talk about in a second. So um, definitely some interesting mechanics going on and how you're going to approach it and lining up these ultimates because these ultimates are about all that matter. Um, except for Negotiator. Negotiator, the ultimate's okay. It's really that AoE daze that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That That's kind of its best ability. Uh, I mean, this one, that's the Ion Cannon, no doubt. But um, Yeah, it's kind of funny because throughout different matches I've played, you can notice you'll get, you'll get your super or your ultimate off way before them. You'll stun them. They'll take a turn. They're, they'll... They'll get that stun turn out of the way and go to their next turn and still not get their ultimate off. That's how fast you can bring down the cooldowns on this ship by with the turn meter we're about to talk about. Or mm-hmm. you can have terrible luck or not know what you're doing to get that turn meter up on your ship. And they can get their ultimate in several turns before you even get to yours. So yeah. you have to kind of know what you're doing to set it up correctly. But it is very easily easy to get this off before they get their ultimate off. And it'll be much easier once my tur- my ship is at 10 speed lower than everyone else's. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, the last oh. crew ability for the Malevolence. Let them come. Separatist allies have 50% crit avoidance. 50%. Malevolence triples the effects of buzz droids on enemies. Each time the Malevolence uses a special ability, except call reinforcement, it summons a vulture droid if there's available slot in the battlefield. The Malevolence gains 30% turn meter whenever an allied vulture droid is defeated. That's why where you get that turn meter from. So if you're taunting a lot, you're not going to get your ultimate off as quickly. Uh, but if you're not taunting a lot, you'll see why that's kind of bad here in a second. Whenever another Separatist ally or droid uses a basic ability, they gain a stack of overcharge for two turns. So that's whenever they use their basic. If an ally is already overcharged. So they only gain it if one of the allies is overcharged out in the field. And that's, like you said, that's a reason to use that one ability so early. Um, To get it out there. So when you're basicing... Using your basic, you're getting that overcharge out. Yep. And then finally, the reinforcement bonus is anytime you pull in a ship, they gain overcharge for two turns. So you're also getting overcharged that way. Now, one thing to go and look at, just because it triples the effects of buzz droids, is you want to get a... uh, idea again what buzz droid does it's minus 50 percent defense and lose five percent health at the start of their turn if with at with at least one buzz droid max three lose one boys buzz droid when taking damage from attack or a concussion mine so basically each ship if you got three buzz droids on it uh minus 150 percent defense lose 15 percent health start of your turn triple that's 
Yeah, that's the triple effect if you've got a buzz droid on a character. It's pretty nasty. Yep. Uh, very, very interesting. Um, so, I mean, that kind of sums up the kit. So, I guess let's go ahead and just talk about um, specifically using these ships. Uh, hey, boys. Do you have any tips for us less experienced players? So, uh, I got a very big, big tip here i'm sure you do very big tip <laughs> i had you on there first you want me to go first since we just talked about the ship uh, sure go for it all right so i'll talk about it that way it's fresh on the mind um but malevolence i have i first started off i mean this, i've used the same well i first started off with uh houndstooth in my starting lineup with geo soldier and Sunfock. And that was my starting lineup. And so that's what I was started using. I wasn't having the best of luck with it, but I was still winning. I think I went like three and one with that. Then I decided to switch it up and see if I could try something different. I did get that seven-star hyena bomber that I bought. So I thought, why not throw oh, a hyena yep. bomber in there instead of Houndstooth? Uh, okay. That way I can get the buzz droids out quicker because he has the, the ability to get those out. I'm going to pull in a vulture droid with uh, the first special from Malevolence, so that will keep him taunting. Uh, that has worked out perfectly. Pulling Geo Spy off the bench works perfectly because you know Geo Spy's reinforcement taunts on yes. someone that's not taunting. Yep. Uh, I'd say three out of four times it puts it either on Millennium Falcon or Annie uh, or something that is doing damage to my team and not a tank. And with all the assists from having buzz droids on with the vulture droids, usually can take them out before that taunt disappears. Uh, especially with Millennium Falcon. I mean, it's a perfect way to set yourself up ahead of time. Because a lot of times getting to Millennium Falcon is really hard. And uh, if you can get that taunt on Millennium Falcon at the very beginning and take it out, it almost oh, cripples yeah. the enemy team. And that's happened, I don't know. I've probably done about 12 to 13 battles. And of all the ones with Million Falcon, it's probably hit him, uh, you know, six out of 10 times. If not, it went to um, whatever other tank or attacking ship was out there. So perfect reinforcement to use. Hyena Bomber does not die. Yeah, I mean, he takes forever to kill and he's taunting... A lot. All that defense that we talked about him getting with his kit, it proves to make him a very strong tank. So you don't need to pull Houndstooth in, but if you ever do get in trouble, the Houndstooth is the perfect reinforcement to pull in to obviously keep them from taking out your team. Because another thing we didn't mention about the Vulture Droids that are dropped from Malevolence is that if it takes out summoned ships and all that's left are the or if it takes out reinforcement ships and all that's left are summon vulture droids, mm -hmm. they'll disappear and the match is over. So they're yes. kind of like Yoda, Hermit Yoda and C-3PO. The match is over, you take out my actual ships. So you want to have something out there taunting to make sure that at no point you lose all your actual ships or the match is over. But you can pull out so many vulture droids with his uh, specials that it doesn't really matter if those die 
because even if they do, you get 30% turn meter on malevolence and you're going to pull out another one anyway. So that's a good point. I noticed that almost every I like fight it. I am full stacked ships five out there almost at all times. And if I lose one, it's most of the time a vulture droid and I pull another one out almost instantly. I almost never even have to pull out my actual vulture droid, which is always my last reinforcement. So, but the fun part with that is you got to keep track of which one is your actual one and not the summon one <laughs> because you don't want to let that one die. I didn't think about that. Interesting. Yeah. It is, yeah. it is a, you got to keep your eye on where it goes because if you don't, you're in trouble. Do you know uh, how the stats are scaled on that? Is the summoned one based on uh, Grievous' stats? It's based on the star level of the capital ship and Grievous' stats, yeah. Okay, that's so, what I thought. So who are all of the pilots that you that you use? Um, so like I said, fleet? I start out with Sunfock and Geo-Soldier. Sorry, yeah, Sunfock, Geo-Soldier, and Hyena Bomber. First backup is Geo Spy. Second backup, uh, Houndstooth. Third backup is the Vulture Droid. And once I get that in the last slot, it'll be IG-1000. So that's that's is what I'm going to go with. All righty. Um, but yeah, that's it's... Defense has been okay for me. I fought from 198 up to 53 today. And in about nine hours, I only fell from 53 to 58. So as far as... Defense goes, I've heard a lot of people saying it's not that great. Uh, I don't know if it's just people that don't want to fight it because they're going to go fight something that they know they'll beat while they climb then go for me, but I haven't dropped that much. But as far as offense goes, I feel like I could beat anything with that team. So it is great offense. We'll see how well it goes on defense. Yeah, I'll be curious to hear or talk to you more about it next week. Um, mm-hmm. you know, wherever you face some more battles and hopefully get a little bit higher and face a little bit, you know, some of these more elite fleets. Um, mm-hmm. because I definitely think it has potential and I kind of want to see how far it drops against a lot of those teams because it'll obviously be targeted. I know if I see one in my arena, I am certainly going to attack it just because, um, I want to attack it, but, um, one thing that I do kind of like about this is uh, Sunfock, he's a pretty tough gear, but Spy, not a very tough gear. Um, Hyena, obviously, has no gear, but you just have to farm the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Geo Soldier, super easy gear, easy to farm as well. Um, and then General Grievous is obviously a fabulous character that you want to get geared up anyway. So, I mean, yep. as far as the investment, kind of depends on what you have ready to go. But um, to get in and get this fleet going, it's not terribly expensive. Uh, if you've been playing very long, it's probably something that you've got. If you're a newer player, um, it might be kind of hard to justify going this route versus maybe another fleet. But... Um, a lot, I mean, almost this entire thing is farmable from the cantina, other mm-hmm. than General Grievous. I mean, I know Geo Soldier's there. Um, well, no, I guess Houndstooth, but uh, Vultures, Vultures there. Um, Hyena's there, right? Oh, wait, no, Hyena's somewhere else, isn't it? Hyena's no, not out yet. Oh, it's not. Oh, that's right. It's not farmable. Oh, so we Vulture, d- droid, we Vulture droid is a. Uh, is a hard node 
Yeah, so there's... Is it? It's Yeah. That's what mm. I'm farming now. It's a hard node. It's annoying. Okay. But it is nice because well, you don't have to split time between Arc Trooper and him. But, I mean... That's fair. If I were to speak... As far as easiness goes to get for someone that might not have all these guys ready to go, it's I think that the easier fleet to build is probably the negotiator fleet. Um, I don't I know that it's easier, but I think it has more versatility as far as like all the pilots and everything. They spread over to more teams. Well, I'll say this. I went with Malevolence, though my gearing for my characters for the Galactic Republic fleet were better to start than my yeah. Separatist fleet were. so That makes sense. And I have a feeling that that's probably similar for other people because if you have General Kenobi, you probably have him at gear 12. Uh, Anakin has been good for the last six to eight months. People have been gearing mm-hmm. him up a lot. The only hard part there is getting a ship. That one's kind of tough. But, you know, Ahsoka's ship... As you gear her to go with Padme, that ship's there now getting better. The clones now. I mean, there's pros and cons for each side. I mean, honestly, if you're looking for... If you're like me and you have a very hard time on fleet offense, I think the Malevolence is the way to go. If you want overall utility, I think the Negotiator is the way to go. That's probably fair. Um, And the other thing, one thing that really sways things in favor of the Negotiator, in my opinion, is if you're going to be doing light side geo territory battle, getting that Negotiator 7-star and giving yourself a chance to do that fleet mission that'll give you additional currency and just having, you know, that ship available for those fleets because, you know, it is specifically required, whereas the Malevolence isn't specifically required and... On the dark side, you still have Thrawn, who is a crazy good capital ship. On the mm-hmm. light side, Admiral Lackbar is good, but Mace is, I don't want to say worthless, but I highly <laughs> suspect he's going to be terrible in the territory battle. So having Negotiator, I think, benefits you more than adding Malevolence does on the dark side. Plus, it's not required. It may be required for some in the future, but not now. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. It's hard to say which one's better but they definitely each have their pros and cons, and it's wherever you are currently is where you can make the best decision for that. Yes, and that that is the thing. It does, you know, matter where you're at in the game and everything. But all in all, I would suggest people farm negotiator over malevolence. Um, there is, of course, the potential of some other additional ship coming out to make the malevolence the ship that you want, and you know, there's a chance it might be the better ship for arena you know we don't know yet uh we've only had it a couple days but we'll see as far as think about this before you go into your negotiator and what your strategy is i want one last thing to think about with malevolence you got four you got four um reinforcements and then you got three to go there's only uh five separatist ships right now and one droid ship so there's Excellent only point. six ships that fit under Malevolence right now. Now, granted, you've got ships like Houndstooth that you can throw in or other ships that kind of work under a lot of things. But I would guess that they're probably going to add that seventh ship somewhere, somehow. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see something else come out. And, I mean, we just kind of got that with the Y-Wing for a negotiator. Um, mm-hmm. 
got that pilotless ship that you know really adds a lot kind of allows you to move houndstooth out if you want because houndstooth is kind of the big problem right now is it's kind of required for everything um but i guess i'll go ahead and talk about the fleet that i'm running uh like right, I, said, I am running the negotiator i'm my con- interested in this sorry to interrupt you but i no, you're fine i've played both capital ships i my alt i went with negotiator so I have Negotiator on my alt and Malevolence on my main. So oh, I'm nice. interested to see what you're doing because I have not had great success with my alt fleet, but I want to hear what you're doing. So well, what's up? I I am having really good success. Um, I can beat everything in my fleet arena. Um, I can finish first. I have no trouble. Um, I rarely even have to do a second battle anymore. That hasn't always been the case, and I'll kind of talk about the differences here and there. So, um, my General Kenobi is Relic 7. He is completely maxed. Uh, Six-star Negotiator. Houndstooth, uh, my boss, is at gear 12. He is basically gear 12 plus 4. Um, my Jedi Knight Anakin, fully maxed. Fives is, I believe, Relic level 5. And he does not have any six-dot mods on him. Uh, Anakin and Kenobi do have six-dot mods. Um, Bosk and Fives do not. Uh, Ahsoka, she has four six-dot mods, and she is relic level four. She is my uh, one of my reinforcements. I have a now gear 12 Plo Koon as a reinforcement, and I am using the Y-Wing. The Y-Wing is basically whatever I got it at originally. I th- what is it? Three-star, I think? Let me check. Yes, it is three-star. Um, I just maxed it out, and I still use it. Um, I uh, It'll be even better once it gets um, that final reinforcement, whenever it hits five stars, where it gives uh, retribution to everybody, but it seems to be a pretty good ship. I use it no issue with it but generally what i like to do is use plo coon as the first reinforcement i recently geared him up just for this uh ship because his heal is fantastic but it's not just the heal it's the ability to remove debuffs and especially against other negotiators when you get that daze it can be a big problem so generally what i'll try to do is use my aoe daze first and then on my next turn rather than giving the uh you know revive buff to everybody what i'll do is call in plocoon clear off all the days from the enemy negotiator and then i can use plocoon to give turn meter to all my team and i can wipe out you know another ship or two and do a lot of damage pretty quickly with him being called in um so he's generally the one i like calling in first and then i'll bring in ahsoka tana after that I almost never bring in the Y-Wing. Um, it's extremely rare if it gets brought in at all. Um, so, so it's like the oh crap button with HT for me. Yeah. Like, I need another tank in here. Bring them in. Yeah, basically. Yep. Um, so I will probably... Um, I will probably throw in Rex and start using Rex as my other reinforcement instead of the Y-Wing once I get him to gear 13. Um, His ship's actually pretty good. I do like it. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, Fives, to me, is 
Fives and Jedi Knight Anakin are probably the two most important ships, though. I mean, they're they're, they're crucial just knowing how to use them. Um, they do fantastic damage. Uh, obviously, Houndstooth just fits in great. Like I said, mine's still gear, tw- gear 12, and I do really well. Um, I haven't had to take boss to gear 13. I know a lot of people do. A lot of people in my arena do. He is a little bit more difficult to take out, but you can get around it. Um, you know, if the rest of your team's doing pretty well offensively as far as gear and everything. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like I said, man, taking Ahsoka Tano from gear 12 to Relic 4 has made a pretty big difference. Uh, you know, she's hitting for, I mean, much, much bigger numbers on the basic and the special. Um, and that special is great just because. Well, Whenever another reinforcement's called in, it gets reset. So she can keep clearing those buffs. And she does a ton of damage with that ability. Uh, it's so good against Houndstooth just because the stacking protection up doesn't particularly matter. So Katana can take it out. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty big big fan of it. I, I don't really have much trouble. I am starting to see a lot of people running So Katana as a starter moving away from Houndstooth, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, it seems to work okay. You almost have to call in a taunting tank first whenever you're running Fives, Anakin, and Ahsoka. Um, but those fleets seem to do pretty well too. But again, I don't have much trouble beating them. I was going to say, are those more of an offense-based uh, start that just get left in on defense? I'm I'm not sure. I probably need to try it and just see how it does. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, especially now that I have Ahsoka more geared, her ship's actually kind of survivable. So, um, D Money says he uses the uh, Anakin Ahsoka Houndstooth start and said it works well. Um, and that that's another combination I've seen. That's something else. Fives. Fives has a fabulous reinforcement ability. Um, it removes turn meter, it can inflict target lock, and then he can do his awesome AoE that hits all target locked enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a pretty good way to go. I, I, I'm, I may try that and see how it does, because there have been several times I've tried to move Fives off. I just can't do it because he's, you know, he's too good. Um, you know, having another way to get out the target lock so that you can get the buff from uh, on Jedi Knight Anakin's basic uh, so that uh, to get, what is that buff? Valor. To get Valor to you know start spreading that around. It's good stuff. Gotcha. Well, I'll have to give that one a try. I've left, I left Anakin out of my starting lineup on my alt because he's still only five stars but it might just be He's, I mean, he's gear 12, but he's the ship's five stars. So I'm going to have to oh, add that in there and see it. what. Yeah, that's. I need to quit being it, a wimp about it. Because I had Plo Koon in no there. No matter what. I, I mean, had Plo Koon in there to start with fives and houndstooth. But that doesn't seem. Ooh. That wasn't seeming to do much for me. Yeah, I would not have Plo Koon as a starter. The nice thing about him is I was running him with like gear nine or something for a long time. That ship can be incredibly undergeared and still be really good. Actually, that's something I did in the last week was taking him up to gear 12 because I was looking at 
Galactic Republic Jedi, which he is one. Um, so, but also just being in my fleet, just him being a little bit more survivable is nice, but he can work very low gear just because his reinforcement is what makes him good. It's the heal, um, you know, it's the heal, it's getting rid of the debuffs, and then it's the ability to give turn meter to other Galactic Republic ships. So, well, something uh, I failed to mention on a what did you do this week lately with alt my alt account, I don't usually talk about my alt that much. I the only Jedi I don't have at gear 12 on my alt are Shakti, Luminara, Asukatano, and Kanan. Wow. And then Jedi Consular and Jedi Knight Guardian, but I'm not even working on them. So I've been working on getting all of my Jedi to gear 12 for the light side GOTB, and I almost have all of them at 12. So I have all those Jedi ships available to me. Plo, you know, any of those that are there. Nice. So it's worked out pretty well. Man, I'll tell you what, Kanan is a character I have always wanted to gear just because um, I find him to, I used to find him to be so unbelievably annoying. I just can't ever get around to doing it. Well, yeah, he's got the heal and he's a tank. So it works out pretty well. And he's a pretty tanky tank on top of that. Yes, that is very true. And what is it? He got offense down on his... uh... I don't remember. Yeah. I just he got offense down on his basic. Yeah. He's got a lot of good stuff. So. He's a good cool. Alrighty. All right. So um, wh- why don't you tell us what we have on the calendar? Always in motion, the future is. To the calendar, we must look. All right, so the calendar was released as well, and I wanted to note a few things on there. Uh, Kylo Ren Unmasked is the December login character. I don't think anyone's surprised that it was an Episode Nine character. So there he is. Uh, Get your Kylo Ren Unmasked shards. Uh, Great character for all the new players in there getting their 30, probably 30 shards in the month for him. You're going to be happy with that. Uh, He's he's, so good. He's just... can, Can I detour real quick? Uh, mm-hmm. We got this Grand Arena going on, this First Order-based Grand Arena. And so I've been using, you know, I've got Kylo Ren, Kylo, and First Order Executioner all at Relic 4. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Um, I, it, I, it's just, it's amazing just watching people just try to plow through Kylo. And he his health bar just basically stays at the same spot. Um that team is a total wrecking ball. It is, it, you know, teams that just don't operate well on defense or that need to be, or I guess I should say that are random or that attack a lot, that first order team can just destroy. It's so awesome. Speaking of, this is more uh, off topic than that, but you talked about tanks getting hit and just not losing health. Have you seen that video of Stormtrooper Han with uh, Watt Tambor's tech on him? Yeah. uh, (laughs) I I remember a couple weeks ago, I was telling you how annoying I thought that could be. Um, Uh, It is. And there's video. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, it looks. There was literally like three minutes of a whole team just trying to wipe him out and like just tickling his feet, basically. 
Yeah, he is hilarious. He's such an awesome tank. Um, he's he's on my two gear thirteen list at some point. Uh, because yeah, it's just nasty. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I don't I don't see much use for him in this upcoming territory battle, which is disappointing. Yeah, I think it was Clash's video I watched. That was pretty yes. funny. Yep, that so, is who it was. Um. Yeah. So that's Kylo Ren it's coming up. Uh. One another thing to note: the twenty second, twenty third, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth. Every one of those days, the mythic events is going to run on one of those days. So one day is going to have one mythic event. The next day we'll have another. The third day we'll have another. All through the twenty second to twenty sixth. So you get a whole week through Christmas of mythic events. So get all of your uh, mods and extra stuff that comes with the mythic event every day christmas week i thought that was pretty awesome heck yeah that will be great i i usually get some good mods from that i actually oh yeah no doubt um i got one recently that is a defense prime or sorry defense set bonus health primary triangle 18 speed it'll have 19 here pretty soon i'm pretty excited very nice very nice the the other thing that i thought was interesting was that does not list legendary events on the calendar at all for the whole month. And there's a reason. Yeah, and if you look at the top, it says the reason for that is it's changing soon to being available all the time. The legendary events that have run for a year or longer will be available all the time going forward very soon. And by very soon, they said that the journey guide is coming well okay they said that change to legendary events is coming in the next update well that change was announced with journey guide so i'm kind of thinking that that journey guide is coming in the next update yeah well this is i think this is really good for the game going forward i think this is a good sign because there's obviously going to be people jumping on the bandwagon like every time star wars comes out uh, there's like new games and people kind of bite into that, just like with Fallen Order, which, oh, I've been playing that. It's fabulous. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, but there's going to be new people jumping into this game because of the new Star Wars movies. And getting this set up, having a journey guide, having a path laid out so that people can kind of see how to get all these characters in-game very easily and you know just being able to get people going this is the perfect time to do it right before the big huge star wars movie hits mm-hmm. um you know i think this you know it's gonna be good for the game it's gonna be good for getting new people in and you know hopefully um expanding the game and keeping this thing on track yeah it's crazy i hadn't really thought about the fact that the releasing that journey guide in the next update before the movie comes out is the perfect timing for that and for them because of so many new players probably about to mm-hmm. join us next month. So, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense now that you think about it. So, yep. very cool. Journey guide should be coming soon. Legendary events will be around whenever, if as long as they're a year old or older. So, very cool. Uh, one other thing to note, a change... There's one light side and one dark side territory a b- battle a month now. You will no longer be able to double up on uh, dark side GOTB because 
When it's dark side time, you will pick between Hoth and Geo. When the light side comes up, you won't be able to pick dark side anymore. It will only be the light side Hoth or light side Geo. So no more double dark side Geo every month. You don't even um, get the choice. So does this mean they're going to double up the shards from uh, No, we've talked missions. about this, and it should. it would make sense for that to happen because that's what happened Go. last time. But, that's the way it started, you yeah. know, uh, forever ago whenever they did this. And so hopefully they do go back to that. I expect that they would, um, but we will see. Um, well, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Kyle Adamundi's kit next week, but everybody, I really want that character first off. And second, if it's going to take, if you're only going to get one a month now to unlock him, it's going to take forever to unlock him so there needs that needs to happen yeah. that that shard thing or no one's going to be using him for six seven months not to mention that it would really decrease the incentive to start leveling up all these other characters you know because if you're you know if you're costing your guild two shards every time as opposed to one i mean it makes makes pretty big difference on um you know the way guilds are going to require this sort of stuff and just mm-hmm. the incentive in general. Oh yeah. It puts the, well, it puts the pressure on to get your characters ready to get those shards even faster, because if you miss out on a month or maybe you're getting 25 the second month because no one's ready for it. Now you're pushing it back even farther because no one's ready to get them. And now you only don't have to wait another month for your next chance. It just becomes a lot harder to get these characters. So we'll see what they do. Indeed. What's next? What happened? What else happened this week? Strong with us. This update is young Padawans. Well, this week there was also apparently some sort of mini update. Wasn't a huge update, but it was... The update we were looking for just a couple days late, unfortunately. I was really annoyed that they waited so long on the ARC Trooper. It's just... Oh, uh, Oh. and it got uh. even better than that. Because they released this update the last day of Double Drops. I know. But they did not release one little piece of it. Yeah, it was just frustrating. I I would have loved... Just give us one day of Double Drops on ARC. Anyway, um, all right, so they added Malevolence to the Guild Guild Events Store, so that is there for Get 2 now, and it's the same price as Negotiator, as we discussed earlier. Um, pick your poison. Art Trooper is now available on 5G. They moved uh, Clone Wars Chewbacca out because he is available elsewhere. Which shouldn't be a big deal, considering we get his shards for everything. So, Yep. <laughs> um... So, not only did they uh, not let us do doubles on Art Trooper, but, uh, man, these packs. Holy smokes, man. 2,599 crystals for a 5 to 330 uh, gamble. and That is literally up to the price of the Krennic packs again that everyone was freaking out about back in the day. It's crazy numbers. Like they should be twelve ninety nine, like every other one, but 
these this just surefire way to make me not buy it. Twenty five hundred uh, shards for this? Are you kidding me? To twelve ninety, you know, for uh twelve hundred ninety nine crystals, I would have bought one. But twenty five ninety nine? Nope, I'll pass. Um, now, granted, it's just, I will it's say this: expensive. you do it would the s- highest percentage drop in this pack is fifteen, and the twelve ninety nine pack is seven. So you are more than likely guaranteed to get the amount same amount of shards for the same amount of crystals. But That's even true. still, if you're if you're just buying it, trying to get one pack at a time and not going all in with a vault or something, it, it's just too pricey. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And it's like, you know, 2,600 crystals, that set me back pretty far on farming if I decided to go that way. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, I'd rather just be slow and steady, stick with it, get it done, um, rather than do the gamble so i passed on that um yep i'll just farm him the old-fashioned way with multiple cantina because the good thing about where he dropped even though it wasn't the guild store which i thought it was going to be the good thing about where he dropped is a it's only 12 energy and on top of that it's cantina so you don't have to refresh the node you can do it as many times as you want without having to spend any crystals so Mm -hmm. that's the best part at least there so the uh, the other thing in this update is they updated uh, Plokun's kit, which I didn't know until, until you put this in the notes. Um, it's kind of exciting since, like I mentioned, I just took him to gear 12. Um, his basic ability used to be kind of terrible. Had like a 50% chance of dispelling one buff. Now it dispels. No, it was, so it was, you dispelled one buff. And a fifty percent chance to dispel all debuffs. It was, oh, was that really it was? really dumb. Okay. Right? I I only saying this because if you listen to the episode where you were gone and me and Urza were talking about possible uh, Jedi changes, I actually called this one because I said there is no reason when every character that's being released gets a dispel on basic with no with nothing to it that says you have to do this to dispel that his yep. has 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 a 50% chance. I'm like Plo Koon should be changed to be a dispel on basic like everybody else that comes out. And yep. what do you know? They changed it. <laughs> so Yep. So I actually got something change. right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice, very nice call. Um and if a uh, defect is a sp- is dispelled, he gains defense up for 3 turns. And the uh the final uh, stage of the ability now does the plus fifteen percent damage. So, yeah, that is a you know it's a it's fantastic change. It needed to be done. This does actually make Plo Koon a little bit more viable. Um, you know, if you've taken him up for ships or as a Galactic Republic Jedi, I, there are better options for that. But if you've got him up, uh, he's not well. A you're gonna good need solution to fit in some teams. You're gonna need a lot of them. So if you do have him geared for the ship, he is a great option to have available now, and this makes him even better. Yep, that is true. Um, Because that second, his special, I think we talked about his special a few weeks ago as well, but... The one that uh, gives turn meter? It's No, unfortunately... Well, he does have that one. So he has has one that everybody gets... 
defense up for four turns. And uh, clone and Jedi allies gain 50% turn meter. So he's already got a good special for you to use. Very similar to like, let's say, uh, Phasma's special. Which I love using Phasma for her special where she gives everyone turn meter an advantage. It's really good. This is very yep. similar because, but you're not getting advantage. You're getting defense up. But you're getting defense up for four turns. So it's kind of a trade-off. And it's a decent buff to have especially in territory battles. But you got that one, and then you got his AoE special uh, that does offense down, but that one has a 70% chance. So there's a good chance every time you're going to drop offense down when he uses a special as well. So overall, I think he's he's a pretty dang good character. The problem is he still doesn't have a unique. <laughs> so there, there's not a lot to him besides his abilities, but he is still a decent option now with this. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's at least viable, and um, like I said, I like the fact that he can fill in now, you know, in a separate Jedi team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can use, like, say, eventually, I, I've, we're not talking about uh, Coyote Mundy's kit tonight, but one thing I'm probably going to use once I unlock him is pairing him with, like, a Qui-Gon Jinn lead. Um, doing that with like Plo Koon and whatever other filler Jedi I have is probably not going to be a bad option, you know, for, you know, just another kind of a mediocre filler defense or something to clean teams up or something along those lines. Um, and of course you can't have too many Jedi available for the territory battle coming up, but something else I would like to mention is, um, Basla Sean, I mean, she is a fabulous Jedi leader. You really, you have a lot of really good Jedi leaders. Um, you know, you can use Jedi Knight Revan, uh, who's the best, obviously. But you can still split Basla Sean off of that, which is generally what I like to try to do. Um, just because, I mean, her leader ability is absolutely great if you've got it. And there are a lot of Jedi options you can kind of pair with her to make a good team. And I think Plo Koon is one that could be really good for doing that. Yep. I agree. There's a, they, it's going to be the selection of teams. Once Kayata Mundi gets unlocked that people make is as far as Jedi go is going to be a fun one to watch because the, there's going to be a lot of theory crafting involved there, especially with some of his abilities that involve supports and healers and what's going to make them good with him as under yeah. and under certain leaders, what that does and what that means. It's I can't wait to unlock this character to use with the Galactic Republic uh, Jedi. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk about him next week. It'll be fun. Yeah. And that's that's why I'm so gung ho on Arc Trooper. Um, like I said, I'm doing five refreshes a day. I want to get it done as quick as possible and start getting those shards. Um it might, you know, it's probably going to be February or March before we get him unlocked at this rate, but I, I'm pretty excited for when that day does come. Yep, no doubt. Kind of like what was, so. Yep, very similar. So, the next thing that we want to talk about is we have this lovely graphic. Um, This graphic. Oh, there's uh, one more thing we missed. What? Uh... Guild event tokens. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, so that was the last thing we missed. Just an interesting... I just wanted to put this information out there for people that were thinking, oh, we'll go back to Hoth. Uh, Hoth now has get two tokens. That is great for new guilds. Because guilds that are still running, having to run Hoth, that is great to at least get a few get two tokens. Yeah, it's really big, actually, I think. some of the top... The top prize boxes for Hoth get you like 800 or near 1,200 yep. uh, get two tokens. Oh. One single star in GOTB gets you like 1,700 get two. So for anyone that's run, able to run the uh, GOTB, just because they added them into Hoth doesn't make it worth it to go back to Hoth because you will not make anywhere near the get to you get from geo so so i say that because i had this thought as well i'm like oh okay we won't be hurting if we go back to get that 48 star on hoth dark side territory battle that we don't have yet we won't be losing out on that much yeah we still will i still want to do it at some point but uh it still is not going to be anywhere near the get to so it's good for new guilds Skills that aren't running Geo, they'll be able to get get to to get some of those Kyrotex and uh, the capital ship shards if they want them. But as far as for people running Geo, it's not a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of rewards in territory battle and what we're about to talk about, um, I want to talk about the prize box for the new. Geonosis Republic Offensive Territory Battle. Um, I was kind of going through here. Of course, if you go to your uh, guild... What is it? Guild events. Um, then you can go to the Territory Battle, click on it, go to Rewards, and get an idea of how many rewards you might be able to get. So, this one has 36 total stars more than dark side territory about because we have the additional phase in the beginning the additional ship phase so uh i'm just going to look at say 20 i'm going to look at 24 stars um okay because i think that might be reasonable for us and (laughs) got higher hopes um, than me but (laughs) go ahead uh some of these requirements reading 10 jedis two Jedi teams in the first phase of the GOTB, I don't think we're going to get that eye. I don't think we'll get as good as we were, but we'll talk about that in a second. We will talk about that in a second, but uh, I want to look at it. I don't know the numbers, but so you get the 750 crystals starting at 23 stars, which is, that seems like an upgrade. You get 5,900 get one, 6,300 get two, and this is on the 24 star, but the prize box is the thing I wanted to talk about. You don't see the numbers, but if you go in here and look at all of the gear that you can possibly get, uh, you can basically get, I mean, pretty much everything. There's not really anything that's not in here, but the biggest thing I noticed um, is the um, data signal. All three data signal. In addition to the um, the erodium heat sinks, the electrium conductors, and the zenbital cards, uh, those are in the prize boxes as well. 
And that, you know, those are the slicing material to go from Relic 4 to 5 to 6 to 7. Yeah. Uh, all across there. And that stuff's pretty expensive. The only one that's like a real bargain is the heatsink for, you know, exchanging your Mark III hollow projectors, which is a fantastic value. It's the only way I craft those. But the others are pretty difficult. Like, you have to have excesses of pretty good gear to get those to some degree. And the fact that they're putting these in the prize boxes, I think is pretty big. And um, I'm very excited. I did not expect to see that stuff in there. But they they do seem to add stuff into the prize boxes that you need in order to start beating that event further and further, right? Yep. So this is kind of a big hint that you need relic characters for this thing. I mean, it's... Well, this is Beating know. it and getting to this many stars is going to help you to continue to get better at it. Because they're helping exactly. you to get more of them. Yes. So I am thrilled that they put that in there. Um, was not expecting it, um, but that is absolutely awesome. No doubt. I didn't even know about that until you started talking about it. So, um, cool. Very cool. Oh, man. All right. So let's talk about it. You got this graphic up. And where did this graphic come from? All right. I Let me get this graphic up on to the stream. There you go. I want to thank the people at Italia Fury, the guild. Uh, they posted this up on Reddit for everyone to use and see. And it is a really good uh, representation of the information that was put out in an all-text post by CG last week after, I think it was Friday. So after we had already done the podcast on Thursday, or they released all this information. And it kind of gave you a massive clue to A... I think how hard this is going to be, but B, how intensive it is on things that I do not have. So, yeah, that's that's a great point. And I kind of want to talk about the way we're going to manage this from our own roster. So, uh, pull up your game while you while we kind of go through this because I kind of want to talk a little bit about this as we go through. All right. So, like what you were talking about. The Jedi requirements. So, when we look at phase one of this thing, um, the we obviously have the ships in the north, then the middle and the south. And so, in the middle, we have two combat missions, one special mission, and then in the south, you have two combat missions. So, the special mission in this slice is going to be Padme and Galactic Republic. Um, so that could include some Jedi, because there are a bunch of really good Galactic Republic Jedi. So if your Padme is able to attempt that thing, if that's something your guild is doing, um, that is probably going to affect you on some of the other ones. But two missions, like you said, two missions that require jedi Mm -hmm. two out of four that's kind of tough two out of the four combat missions require jedi so you need at least 10 jedi like realistically at gear 12 ready to go for this gear 12 like minimum expecting to beat the first phase that's my that is my assumption for this that if you don't have 10 jedi at gear 12 minimum for this 
it's going to be hard in that first phase. So um, how many Jedi do you have at gear 10? Keep in mind, so we've both been playing since the launch of this game. And how many Jedi do you have at gear 12 or better? Gear 12, nine. You have nine. Nine Jedi at gear 12. The 11, I have one, two, three, four, four at 11. Sorry, five at 11. So I'm a big Jedi fan. Um, I've ran them in arena. I don't know how many times, but I am at 13. Um, I do have five that are relic, um, at least relic four. Uh, this is going to be pretty tough sledding because, you know, Jedi Knight Anakin's one of the best attackers. And if I'm attempting that special mission, he's going to have to be with Padme. Ahsoka is another one. She might have to be with Padme too. So that takes out two of my Jedi, leaving, you know, leaving me with barely enough to fill out these other teams. Um, but the problem is you also have Gerald Kenobi who fits well with Padme. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to see how difficult this special mission is. If this special mission is really difficult, beating that is going to cripple my combat missions heavily. Fortunately, this is the first phase, which has traditionally been fairly easy for advanced guilds of any sort. So I'm hoping that we can still clear all nine star stars here with a lot of us that have Padme do, doing the special mission. But as for managing Jedi, Jedi Knight Revan is obviously going to be a leader that you want to go with. Mm-hmm. The question is, who are you going to go with as the second Jedi leader? You have, I mean, you could go with Grandmaster Yoda. You have General Kenobi. You have Jedi Knight Anakin. If you don't have Padme, you definitely have more options here. But Bastila Shan is, in my opinion, the second best Jedi-only leader. And she pairs Does- great with a Revan team. So you're kind of you're hurting that team to some degree in order to get her on there. I don't remember using her in Hoth at all. Does the protection refresh every at the end of every phase i i would assume so i don't think i've used her in territory battle because if you if you top yourself back off after you beat a phase uh of every one of them that would be a really good thing in territory battle yeah it says uh, at the start of battle they gain all these things and when you go through the phases, you're still in the same battle. So I would assume that all of that should stay there. I, I would assume it would be like all other health and protection it just carries over. Well, I was hoping it would refresh it back full. <laughs> yeah. I, it sounds like from the wording, that's not what happens. It's at the beginning of the I, battle, not at the beginning of the yeah. uh, phase. Because there's also the uh, 15% turn meter. And I'm, I know they're not going to let you get the you know, the turn meter going back up. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would be very surprising if they gave you the bonus 15% turn meter. Um, but I don't know, maybe it is possible because, you know, I can't remember how it is with Han, but Han, you know, he, shoots he gets first, an opening everyone. shot. What's his yep, wording? F- uh, I am going to look it up right now. Let's see. Um, it says... 
Ton takes a bonus turn at the start of each encounter, not battle. Okay, so, so that makes sense then. Yep. All right, so, so yeah, I assume that that's all going to carry through, but, um, you know, your health and protection, your protection up, that will all probably stay the same amount. Um, so you're going to be neutering your Jedi Knight Revan team in order to make a Bastila Shawn team. And it's going to depend on how many good Jedi you have. Um, if you're pulling three of your best Jedi, like I will, to go with Padme, you're being left with a fairly neutered team. Um, and I, you know, I don't know how good that other team will be because I'm probably going to be stuck doing something like Basla Sean, Old Ben, Ezra, Qui-Gon, and Plo Koon as a team. See, I would probably um, pull Joe Lee as well out of the Revan team to go with Basla Sean. That way both teams have a revive. Yeah, and that's probably not a bad idea. And with this being phase one, it's these are going to be the easier combat missions. And that's probably why they have it split up like this, because it does give you that option that you could move Joe Lee and hopefully still do, a, you know, still be able to get through these to some degree. Um, with Jedi Knight Revan and Grandmaster Yoda on one team, you would probably want Hermit Yoda if you've got him, especially if you're moving out Joe Lee, because you're going to need uh, a way to I would definitely know, recover and... With look thinking of my roster, I'll definitely be doing Revan, Grandmaster Yoda, Hoda, and then deciding on the last two, and then going Bastila, Joe Lee, and deciding on the last one three there. Yeah. Now I'll probably end up going putting Anakin or uh, not Anakin. Anakin will probably be under Bastila to get some some damage if I'm not worrying about the special mission. And then I'll probably put Ahsoka in with him just for that tandem. And then probably General Kenobi. So I think like Bastila, Jolie, Kenobi, Anakin, Ahsoka for one. And then Hoda, Grandmaster Yoda, uh, Revan, and then my other two best, which are probably going to be Kaigon and I don't even know who the other one is. And that's probably a pretty Ezra. good way to go. I, I will tell you somebody that I really like that I think is going to be I really think... good in this territory battle is uh, Ayla Secura because she has the counter chance and stun. You know, the stun. You know, under Basla Sean, I think she would be really good in these territory battles. She just has a kit that kind of lends towards being good in territory battles so she also on that basic has a 35 percent chance to call another player or another character to assist her on her basic yes so that's yep. also very good especially if that basic if the basics are surrounding her have some very good either um dispels or debuffs that you want to get out there so yep that's a good point, man. I am kind of wanting to gear her now. I've always wanted a reason to gear her up, so I'm going to go check her gear levels and see how bad she is because mine's at gear 10, um, and I could take her to gear 11 pretty easily. Let's see how bad I got her gear, gear 12 on my alt, and I love her. Do you? I also have gear Kit it Fisto. Be... You know what's funny? Let me just throw this out there just because I'm thinking of it. Kit, F- Kit Fisto, surprisingly, under Padme, when he gets all the stacks on top of him, his AOE is ridiculous. Oh, really? When you get what's the what's her 
buff that she, you she puts on courage yeah the courage buff it's, protection up or what are you ta- what are you talking about it's courage i think the one that you can get up to over 10 on yeah yeah, yeah. every five does the 40 percent damage yeah well you get i think i did an aoe with 12 on him and it took out like three people it was ridiculous yeah well, one thing about that, if you don't already know, uh, whoever you're targeting is where your courage gets directed. Um, so k- keep that in mind with your Padme teams. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's nice that these uh, Galactic Republic Jedi are actually going to have a use now. But uh, yeah, so where, where were we at before I got distracted by... Um, by blue girl um so that's just leads, talking about the teams that we we had that 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 basically leaves two other teams for combat missions to use your let's see you'll have rebels or clones um the the clones are actually going to be helpful you could probably use those with padme um use like a padme 501st type team and then leaving your jedi for the other combat missions well um, you know how much i love clone sergeant with uh Padme. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Surprising people over and over. I think in our territory war, my Padme team where I threw in my gear eleven clone a sergeant had three or four uh defenses. Yep. Tell you the guy that guy's a beast. It was pretty good. Um so uh oh another team is resistance. Um I remember the Hoth territory battle. Uh, RJT with BB-8 and R2-D2 can basically auto. They just they go bonkers. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably be a team that I get back to hopefully using. It's such a good territory battle team. Because uh, once you get the B- debuffs, or sorry, not debuffs, the buffs going with BB-8, I mean, that team can totally lay waste. And more galactic, or sorry, more resistance characters coming here pretty soon. Um that's probably going to be a very, very solid team. Uh, BB-8, I think, is he's 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 going to be amazing because he is great in territory battles. I'm not going to lie. Looking at my my roster and the platoons you're going to need, I might be rolling my e- my Gear Twelve Zeta'd out Ewoks into one of these combat missions. Ooh, I so the platoons are the one thing that I have not even looked at yet. Um, and I am scared too. Yeah. I think you need 12 seven star BTLB Y wings for Oof. platoons. That's one of the things. Oof. And you need 10 GAS. I think we can, I think we can manage the GAS one. It's the Y wing one. That's really rough. Good grief. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be brutal. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and look at phase two real quick. So, Phase two in the ships, you have any three Galactic Republic ships as a requirement on a special mission, and then you have one other combat mission. Um, now, it looks like we have a combat mission. This is a combat mission, not special, but combat, that is General Anakin Skywalker and Snips, uh, each at 21K. This is, I assume, going to be kind of like the, uh, the Dooku Asajj mission. Where you have just the two of them that they, you know, they try to go through and beat it. So that'll be kind of cool. 
but we have a Galactic Republic requirement on a combat mission. Um, then we have one combat mission that's anything in the middle. Then in the south, we have one that is anything. We have a okay, Jedi. So just to throw this out there, the graphic is wrong. The GAS and oh. SNPs thing is a special mission, not a Oh, it is? Mission. Yes. Okay. All right. That, that makes sense. Because I just opened up the uh, CG post. And it says right here, Phase 2, Middle Territory, oh. Special Mission Requirements, General Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano at seven stars. So. Uh, what is that going to be to get? Do you know? Is it going to be get, get currency? It's, did they say? It uh, does not say. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So I guess we will see. Um, ho- hopefully, it's just a, another way to get currency. That would be nice. Um, and then it has a South mission where the requirements are General Kenobi, Cody, and Clone Sergeant. Um, looks like it's just going to be those three required on that one. Okay, I don't so you know a- where some of these things they're getting for are from. Because let me read what it's actually on the CG post. There's a combat mission mission and a squadron mission on Phase 2 top territory. Phase 2 middle, there's a combat mission. There's two combat missions. Okay, I see where they're getting it from. Never mind. They're right. They're right. So it looks like with them just only being required, I mean, that's five characters in two missions. So that's leaving you... Like, you're not too strapped in this phase two for characters. You basically have anything you want, a Galactic Republic, and then a Jedi one. And then you're basically just losing General Anakin Skywalker, Snips, Kenobi, Cody, and Surgent for the other missions. So you can basically do your best Jedi team minus GK, um... You can use your best Galactic Republic team minus Snips. Which can include all of the 501st because they, that mission with, this is the cool thing. And I don't know if you know this because you haven't watched Clone Wars yet, but the GK mission, that's the, so you have the 501st. Cody and the Sergeant are from the 212th. So, and General Kenobi was the leader of the 212th. So that mission right there I thought was cool when I saw this. It was like, oh, they got a 212th mission because it's GK, Cody, and Sergeant. Yeah. So there's a 212th mission, but it doesn't take any of the 501st ones that you're going to have geared for the Kaya Adamundi uh, mission. So you can use those in the Galactic Republic mission under Padme with Jedi Knight Anakin, who is not needed for the other special mission there. Yeah. Nice. And then you got any Jedi, and then two any missions. I mean, this one seems more freeing than that first one was, for sure. And I think they did that just because that first one's going to be quite a bit easier Mm -hmm. um, than this one. This one's definitely going to be more difficult, so, you know, we'll kind of see how this this ends up going. But uh, the restrictions here don't seem too bad. So if you got, like, CLS, Han, and Chewie, you got them for a mission. You got your Jedi Knight Revan or Bastille Shan for a mission. And then your Padme or Rex lead for a mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's gonna that'll uh, work out pretty good. I think the phase. I think phase two doesn't seem to 
and only because I'm not going to be doing these special missions. Maybe the GK Cody and Sergeant one. I don't have G. I don't have General Anakin, so I can't do that one. But all this, the combat missions should be fairly simple. But the GK Cody one is the one that's going to be rough. And as far as that special mission in the ship area, I'm pretty sure that special mission is, um, yeah, it requires one Galactic Republic capital ship and three standard ships. Yeah. So you're going to need to Not take in Mace or Negotiator. Well, um, that that will be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully you got Mace and uh, good luck. Yeah. Mace is the only way I can go. So good luck is um, probably a good sentiment. Don't get your head knocked off. Clone Sergeant and Cody, I don't think I'll have ready anytime soon. I'm kind of going to be a bit screwed on there. Yeah, but, um, the 21K GP requirement on Sergeant is really rough because A, he doesn't have a Zeta. And to get him to 2100 is probably going to take gear 13. So if I'm showing you my... Oh, it's, it's probably going to take Relic 3 or 4. He only has three abilities also. I mean, it's... Well, let me give you something to chew on. Uh, my clone trooper, my sergeant is, has two pieces of gear in gear 11. So he's still missing four pieces. He's at 15,684. Yeah. So getting him up to that 2,100, because even if I got him to gear 12 right now with all those pieces and then got up there, that seems like it would only add like 3,000, maybe 4,000. So you're, it's going to be rough to get Sergeant up to that 21. Yep. Uh, fortunately, he does have a good ship, but I am probably basically going to punt on the two of those and not even bother anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'll be able to carry my weight on special missions in other ways. Um, so I'm just going to not worry about them and because I know there are going to be people that will be able to beat it otherwise. So... Uh, Hopefully, I will be okay there. Um, now, let's go ahead and look at phase three that requires, you know, in the top ship territory, you have this special mission for Galactic Republic capital ship and uh, Anakin Starfighter. Um, those are two requirements. And uh, that's, you know, again, Mace or Negotiator. And then the other one's basically anything. Um, I'm glad that there's not... Um, you know, these double combat missions for the fleet in this in this TB because that's just rough in the dark side. Um, it's 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 terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Part of what makes capital shit it easier for the dark side fleet missions is the fact that you have that annihilate with Thrawn and Houndstooth. Yeah, they can well, just I mean, I eat damage. Yeah, I beat one combat ship combat mission every time because I just throw in yep. Thrawn and Houndstooth and all the bottom of my roster of fleets. And those two ships, no matter how long the battle takes, will take out the special that mission. Yep. There I don't know if there's that kind of cheese for this one, but that cheese works really well in Dark Side and they don't seem to have the same type of characters to do that in this one. Um one good thing about uh Anakin Starfighter being a requirement is that will not 
that means it will not be a platoon. So um, even if you don't have that team entirely ready, you don't have to platoon the ship, and it's a great attacker, so you should be good. That's, you know, um, there's two, two missions it's a requirement on, so make sure you get that ship ready. Um, it'll be good. Uh, looking at the combat missions uh, for the middle and the south here, this one has a total of five combat missions. Two in the middle, you can use anything. So you can use your Rebels or uh, Phoenix or whatever you want. And then this is the one we're talking about that has the Galactic Republic Jedi. This is the one where I was talking about um, my plan will be to use uh, Grandmaster Yoda lead with General Kenobi, Jedi Knight, Anakin, um, Shakti, and Ahsoka. Um that's going to be uh, what I use there, and that's a combat mission. So, it, you know, you, that's going to be one that you kind of have to beat to, in order to start getting that next star. And that's a pretty steep requirement because those are all, uh, I mean, they're all pretty good characters that a lot of people towards the end game will probably have ready. But 22K is, of course, a pretty steep requirement. Basically, gear 13 on everything. Um, and then. In the south, you have another Jedi requirement, and this will allow you to kind of go more with, um, you know, your other Jedi like uh, Jedi Knight Revan, Basla Shan, Joe Lee. You can build a pretty good core out of them and then kind of fill in the other spots that aren't Galactic Republic Jedi, um, uh, you know, Hermit Yoda and the problem might be finding an attacker. I think Jedi Knight Revan and Jolie will probably be pretty important in that one. Uh, let's hope that there's not something that prevents revives. We'll see. I think going off what you're saying there, for that Jedi mission, finding an attacker, Ezra's probably going to be one of your best options. Yes. Yep. Uh, he will probably be the next best option. And this is another situation where um, Ayla you know, could be really important, uh, you know, with her counters and such, too. Um, damn, I am talking myself into gearing her. I'm going to have to look at this <laughs> when we get done. Um, I, like I said, and, I have her, gear 12. She's super fun. And then we have uh, Arc Clones and Shock T. This is, of course, for the uh, Mundy Shards. And you got to have your Arc, Shock T, and three other clones. So... Uh, and if they're not I, 500 I'm, first, what do you do? Because isn't isn't Shock T's leadership ability for 500 first? No, it is any clone trooper. Any clone trooper. Well, regardless, what do you do? Get those 500 first up because they work great with the... Uh... Are you sure? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Who's the one? Oh, it's uh, Anakin. General Anakin Skywalker that works with them. You're probably gonna um, they're probably gonna be the first ones you get anyway because of General Anakin Skywalker. I guess that's why I'm saying they're probably the best ones. Yeah. And, and they are. And they got I re mean, they all fair. got reworked, so they've all got a more updated kit than the other two. So Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for the most part, I feel like they did a pretty good job at spreading these things out to where you're not too terribly overlapped. Um you know, you're the Jedi are 
kind of key for this. I mean, Je- Jedi is probably the most important faction for this territory battle. Oh, no doubt. Um, They're everywhere in this. I mean, yeah, and it doesn't matter, like, old Jedi, new Jedi, how long they've been in the game don't really matter. Like, at some point, you just, you need somebody with a pulse. And, um, by the way, there's some good options. Memes and lulls for this special mission. You're fighting against the Reek in this mission, and you're fighting against the Reek and Django. And I think we all remember that special scene in the movie where Shakti killed Django. In the I arena, remember it. right? <laughs> yep. It's weird that Mace is not in this mission to fight Django. That's well, it's because they didn't get him reworked. I know, but. I know. It's just too funny to me. They're like at the last. <laughs> it's seemingly seemingly at the last thing is like, all right, well, we got to get, we got to get Shakti in here, or whoever. Because I would have um, thought maybe using if they had done reworks to Galactic Republic Jedi, having them required to beat this mission would have made the yeah. most thematic sense. But here we are with Shakti, Ark, and Clone Trooper. So. That makes more sense compared to old, um, compared to old TBs where the character that drops before the TB is the one used. So, I don't know. Seems yeah. like a missed opportunity, I guess. Um, uh, do you want to talk about the talk about Phase Four? Because I feel pretty confident saying none of this is going to go well for anybody. There are two combat <laughs> missions that require anything. And those will be the ones you're doing. Everything else? Well, okay, so... And you might be able to fight some of the others because there's a mission with General Anakin Skywalker and four other 500 firsts at 23K+. plus. So you'd have to have your 500 first and Ahsoka or the four clones with him or three of the clones and Ahsoka. Yeah. That's one of them. That's huge. 23K+. You got an all Jedi 23k one. You've got a Kai Mundi Shakti and three Galactic Republic mission at 23k, which is the special mission, which is going to take forever from now to even get to because you need Kai Mundi at seven stars. You got a Padme JKA GK and two Galactic Republic at 23k. That one seems possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be able to do that with them and 500 first because I don't have GAS. So there might be three missions I can do in Phase 4, and that's assuming we get to Phase 4. I mean, there's just so much um, going on in this Phase 4. It's it's The requirements are nasty. One thing you will want to look at in Phase 4, see if there is a you know one of these combat missions where you can beat just one phase and collect a bunch of points kind of like in the dark side territory battle the dooku mission you know if you just beat that first phase uh, that's better than clearing three phases of any other one so yeah see um i'm thinking with our guild the first two phases will probably be able to get the the so we'll probably be at 18 stars at that point if we can get all of them in the first two looking at the number of galactic power required right so phase one requires 185 million galactic power uh phase two requires 202 million galactic power our guild is at 248 
or sorry, 250 something, I think. I haven't checked in a while. Actually, I have it open. I can look. Okay. So we are at 245. Okay. These numbers here, 202, that's what's needed for the max stars. That includes combat missions. So it doesn't it's not even raw guild galactic power so getting to that should be fairly easy now you get to phase three it requires 246 we're a 245 guild technically great participant i mean great work on combat missions getting farther than two out of four three out of four four out of four should be possible to get the most stars out of that phase but i'm thinking at this point we might even try the one where we go all out on three stars on one of them, and the next day get the three stars on the other instead of missing one or two stars in either of those and getting no stars on the next phase. You know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of depends. I, I think we'll be fine all the way through. The first two phases, I think, will be good. It'll be phase three where we kind of have to talk about um, you know, that question. Um, yeah, because if kinda... well, we'll probably do it the normal way the first time and realize if we don't get any stars in that fourth phase, it might be better if we missed one in three to get that last missed one in three than to continue on. My guess is that yeah. the in the end we'll be getting we'll be going doing one the center or the bottom section in three, and the next day doing the opposite one, and then doing the ships phase of phase four the next day. And probably not even touching those center and middle bottoms on that phase four for a while, just because of yeah. the ridiculous requirements. We're going to do whatever yeah. we can to get the most stars out of this, whether it seems weird or not. You know what I mean? That's true. And I'm sure we will be discussing that at some point. Well, I think that pretty much covers uh, all of our uh, all of our talking points. Um, do we have anything else? We have trivia. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the force be with you. What in the world is that? I don't know. It's been a while, but uh, we have to say thank you to our good friend Tesh Karn for giving us some trivia this week. So we're going to forego Wink tries to pronounce things because Wink needs a break. He just had knee surgery, and we don't want to hurt his brain, too. So I'm drugged up enough as is. You're like, it wouldn't hurt until tomorrow. These pain pills make me a little loopy. All right, so for anyone that hasn't been here in a while and doesn't know what trivia is, if you go to quizzes.com slash join, you can play trivia with us. And this week's trivia is about the NPCs in the light side territory battle. If you go to the territory battle, you can go to the information and read all of the abilities of all of the different NPCs in this coming uh, GOTB. So... All the different droids and all their different abilities are available there, much like it was with the Dark Side GOTB, where you could see what the Anakin was doing, what Kai Mundi was doing, all those things, and all the weird clones that are in there are doing. So 
We're being quizzed on that. Very exciting stuff. All right. Let's um, get this code. All right, I got the code. I'm going to put in the code. And I'm going to enter Why don't you code. tell everyone... Well, uh, I'll go ahead and post it in... Um, chat. We get all In the chat. Chatter. And of course, it is in the show notes, but it is 298902. Again, that is 298902. All right. You've had your chance. We're doing it without you. If you're not ready, let's go. All right, so are you ready, Wink? I'm waiting on you. All right, first question. All right, which of these tunes now gains stacks of droid battalion, but only as an enemy in Republic offensive? Asaz Ventress, B1 Battle Droid, B2 Super Battle Droid, or General Grievous? Hmm... I have a guess, and I'm going to go with my instinct. Got it. Uh, I clicked the wrong thing. What did you mean the to ants, click? I meant to click B2. All right, what did you click? I clicked General Grievous, oh, okay. which was right next to B2. Yeah. Um, obviously, the battle droid battalion is kind of the same thing as B1. There are a lot of them. And that's kind of the idea behind it. So absolutely. So the answer, and then Droid Battalion works on B one, obviously outside of the territory battle. So the answer wouldn't be him. Correct. Yep. And Asajj, she's not a droid, so <laughs> there you go. Would not make any sense. When this enemy is present, your tactics will need to avoid AOEs as they do not remove stacks of Droid Battalion. T series tactical droid General Kalani. Sniper droid or Count Dooku? Hmm. I have narrowed it down to two, but I can't. I'm having a hard time deciding. I think I'm going to go with. I actually know who General Kalani is. I don't think you do. I don't. He is a droid, and he was a general in the droid army. Okay, interesting. That changes things. I already submitted my answer, though. Well, I clicked it, and I was wrong. <laughs> Uh, is that who you went with? That is who I went with. I went with the T-Series Tactical Droid, which was the correct answer. I believe um, General Kalani is a T-Series Tactical Droid. I oh. could be wrong there, but that's why I went with Kalani w- instead of just the generic. Tactical Droids seem to make sense in that um, tactically you would generally want to AOE Droid Battalion characters, but if there's something that makes you not want to do that, a tactical droid seems like something that would do that. So, I'm, I'm looking it up because I'm really curious. Nope, General Kalani wasn't. Oh, that's who General Kalani is. Okay. I was thinking of a, a specific <laughs> T-Series tactical droid. That's General Kalani. Man, nice. that's crazy. That would be cool if he was in the game. I remember that too. All right, anyways. Got that one wrong. Got that one wrong. So you would technically have All two right. answers correct, but you clicked the wrong thing. So we're tied. Correct. Because <laughs> I don't work on Indeed. technicalities. I know. When this character is present, stacks of DB, droid battalion, can only be removed once per turn. No General Kenobi mass attack. General Kalani, Jango Fett, 
T-Series tactical droid or the Nexu. I think there's a trap card near. Um. Ooh. All right. What did you select? I selected General Kalani because it had to be him this time, right? Um, well, I selected Tactical Droid again because why couldn't it do both? <laughs> well, it was General Kalani this time. So. It was General Kalani. Sounds like a Kalachi. Those are good. <laughs> a what? Kalachi. Like pig in blankets. That does sound good. I didn't know it was called that. Yeah, good stuff. Um, what's that next question? This character has a Boba Fett style execute, dealing more damage oh, per buff slash debuff and preventing revives. Droideka, B2 Rocket Trooper, BX Series Commando Droid, and the Sniper Droid. Interesting. I know what I'm going with. Oh, wow. I was wrong. I thought the Sniper Droid. I am going... That's what I thought too. It just seemed to make sense. It just sense. seemed like long range shot, hit him hard. That was not it. The answer was the battalion uh, commando droid. So that is correct. Unfortunate. All right, man, we are not doing well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't think I would to have so many correct so far. I feel pretty good. So that's fine. True or false? Django is the only playable tune whose kit changed in the TB. True. I wasn't paying attention to the right answers. False. Django didn't change even though he only wear appears with the reek. False. B2s did too. I like I like the first true answer. True. I wasn't paying attention to the right answers. Yeah. <laughs> um Cool. Um Oh. I got a power up. I have never seen that in quizzes before. Django is the only playable tune whose kit changed in the TB. All right, I, I clicked false. B2s did too, and that was the correct answer. Yes. I, it's. We already know somebody's kit changed. Seems obvious. The answer. Nope. All right. Zin, Zinsai's kicking our butts here. All right. At this many charges, just like Droideka's, Sniper Droid can insta-kill the target enemy, preventing revives. 6, 19, 11, or 15. If it's 6, that's going to be a rougher to try to keep this dude. He's going to remind me of Mace a lot, and I won't like that. But it seems to be the... Never mind. I'm not talking anymore. Uh, what did you answer? I selected six. Did you it was a... not correct. I selected 15, and that was correct. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it, it, 15 is much better than six. I went with, like, the most, like, into the world answer there, and I'm glad it's 15, because him, however he gets those stacks, which I'm sure is in those notes, 15 seems like a lot har- longer to get than the six. So that's good. Hmm. All right, last question, or second to last question. General Kalani adds 20 stacks of droid battalion to B1s with his basic. That that already sounds terrible. Yes. C-series tactical droid doubles stacks of droid battalion with his special, which would increase the stacks more of unchanged from the beginning of the battle. T-series tactical droid. I think it's supposed to be if unchanged. 
If yeah, if unchanged from the beginning of the battle, T series yeah. or General Colony? What are you going with? Kalani adds twenty. Oh gosh, that's rough. I wonder how much these start with. They can't start with a hundred, that's for sure. You don't know that. I'm gonna say Kalani. My and I'm wrong. That's correct. Um, well, I basically figured if they, you know, if they start with... Um, if you got five of them out there with a hundred, cool. that's a little out of control. Well, yeah, but the... Um, I mean, if you start with more than 20 stacks, then the doubling is going to be more effective, so... Yeah, if you, yeah, exactly. But I was thinking 10 would make sense. But maybe it's 20, maybe it's 30. I don't know. I'll have to go look. Maybe it's 50. Well, yeah, but what, maybe it's 50 like an unzated uh, B1. Well, I was going to say, I mean, one hit knocks off eight stacks of uh, battalions. So. Does it? I thought it was one. No. I guess. All one I know is it takes forever eight. to take that guy. Okay, so if it is eight, then it's that was an easy answer. Whoopsie. Yeah. Well done. Everyone keep what laughing at me question? if you're listening to this podcast. You're loving that. I didn't even no. know that. <laughs> All right, so to kill the B1 heavy gunner, you must first kill which of its subjects? What? False. All separatist droids. Only a hero can kill it. B1 battle droids. Oof. I got it correct. All right, so did I. Only because of the way the question was worded. Say, which of his subjects? To me, that's not yep. all separatist droids. That's a certain type of separatist droid. So I got mm -hmm. that one right. I don't want to attempt a question nice. I got wrong. That'll change my answer. Or that'll change my points. Uh, we'll go with this one. Um... Got it. Got the rerun. Yep. I got the re re redo as well. All right. So what did you end up with? I ended up with 3,800 points. I ended up with 3,040. I had six correct and two incorrect with the redemption. I had five correct and three incorrect with the, with the redemption. So there it is. Alrighty. Well, that was fun. It's been a been a minute since we did trivia. I I enjoy trivia. Super. Indeed. So thank you, Tesh, for putting that together. And of course, guys, uh, pay attention to our Discord next week as we will be discussing the, this new territory battle and maybe doing a stream or two. And um, otherwise, make sure you check out Chosen Ones if you're watching The Mandalorian. Follow us along and. Is there anything else? Just the normal advertisement stuff. If you enjoy talking about this game and you enjoy listening to us, there's a way to talk to us all the time. Me, I, I don't know if we ever really talk about this with our Discord. Me and Wink are some of the most approachable people you'll ever meet. If you join our Discord, we're always in there talking. We always like to answer questions if you want to talk to us. Very love talking to the community. The only reason I... One of the main reasons I play this game is my guild, my alliance, 
and the community from our podcast. You guys are awesome. Yep. And if you guys weren't around asking these questions or just hanging out and talking, I don't know that I would be playing it anymore. So join the Discord. Totally Discord.me slash Shattered Order. We're always in there. We're always having fun. So go check it out and uh, enjoy the conversation. Uh, we're on Twitch every week, mostly on Fridays, sometimes on Thursdays when special things are going on in our lives. But that's twitch.tv slash Shattered Order. While you're there, if you have Twitch Prime and you want to support this show, for free to you you can subscribe to our twitch with a sub a twitch prime sub that you get for free with your amazon prime and if you did that we would really appreciate it because it really helps us to keep this show at the top notch it can be but if you can't do that you don't have that you want to go to patreon.com slash shattered order there are many different options there as well to support us and we love all our many patreons which we are very due to pay you guys back for uh, all your generosity Indeed. so we will have our um our patreon and twitch prime subscriber giveaways coming up very soon as well as our blue giveaways which transitions into the last Next thing i want to say thank you to blue for sponsoring this podcast uh, offering up these awesome microphones and headsets that we use to make this show we appreciate you guys and if you guys want to appreciate them too for helping us out go to bluedesigns.com they accept some great stuff for just gamers or people wanting to get into content creation all that type of stuff is there on their website so go check them out wink i think we need to talk about the mandalorian but you guys don't get to hear that we're gonna do that offset right now so look forward to episode four of chosen ones coming up for this show indeed shattered our podcast episodes 174 we want to say thanks for listening and we appreciate you wink what do you got i got nothing all right we'll, we'll catch, catch you guys, guys next week later there we go later you've just finished with the shattered order podcast Join us next week for another round.